Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. And let me wish you all a Shana Tova. Best wishes for a healthy, happy, and peaceful new year for us, for all of us, for the entire world. I want to share with you in this episode of the podcast a prayer that I wrote a few years ago. Actually, I always wrote a prayer, a personal prayer, to share with the congregation on the first night of Rosh Hashanah. But it was more than a prayer. It was really an encouragement for what people could think about as they entered into the new year. And it was usually based on something that happened to me or happened to the community in the year past. The prayer that I want to read to you is one that I wrote in the year 2010, and it has some extra meaning for me this year, which I'll explain in a few minutes. But first, let me give you the background by sharing with you a piece that I wrote for a travel magazine online several years ago. And uh, let me share it with you, and you'll understand a little bit about the context. Here's Here's the piece I wrote for the travel magazine. It doesn't seem like the time or the place for a milestone moment, but here I am at 5.55 a.m. sitting in a car with my son Avi on the shoulder of U.S. Route 85, a few miles north of Ludlow, South Dakota. There's not another soul around, just the stark countryside and ahead of us a sign which we can barely make out in the early morning light. Welcome to North Dakota. Yet here and now my life is about to change. We had awakened at 4 a.m., left my wife and my daughter Mickey asleep in a motel in the Black Hills and drove through the darkness to get here. As I sit in the quiet stillness to contemplate what has brought me to this place, I realize that I am on the edge of an accomplishment I have been planning since I was a child. For 42 years I have been chasing a dream to be in every one of the 50 states. I had always thought it was an intensely personal idiosyncrasy and that no one else really cared, but then I discovered that whenever I mentioned my quest publicly, someone would immediately ask, do you count airports? There are many of us out there. My journey to this moment was launched on Sunday, August 14, 1966, when I was 11. It was on that early summer morning that I lay awake in a motel in Spring Valley, New York, one day into our family vacation to Williamsburg, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. I couldn't sleep from excitement. But what kept me awake wasn't the thrill of seeing the Washington Monument. I was up half the night eagerly anticipating crossing the border into New Jersey. Growing up in Boston and with cousins in Manhattan, I had spent my entire life in New England and New York. But in a matter of few hours, a new world would be opened up to me when we entered the Garden State with the untamed wilderness of Pennsylvania to follow two hours later. I've always loved geography. I knew all the states and had learned the capitals by the time I was five. But I had lived my whole life in only seven states, and that just didn't seem fair. So that Sunday morning, as I anticipated the new horizons ahead, I decided to engage in the ultimate domestic quest for geographical completeness. And it has brought me to this place. And yes, I do count airports as long as I get off the plane and walk in the terminal. My only rule is that I have to put my feet on the floor or on the ground. And as I sit in the car, prepared to step on the soil of state number 50, I think of where I've been and what it has taken to get here. I think of the four-hour round trip from Minneapolis to the Iowa border. I remember the harrowing drive over the Teton Pass to check Idaho off the list. 
I remember the carefully orchestrated plane changes at airports in Utah, Colorado, Washington, Nevada, and I think of my kids who, when promised a trip instead of a big party for their bar and bat mitzvah, chose first Alaska, then Hawaii. Otherwise, I wouldn't be so close. However, I'm ambivalent as I sit here. It's been such a great trip, and I feel caught between the excitement of fulfilling a dream and the reality of closing a chapter of my life. I know that once I cross this line, there will never again be the moment of exhilaration when I enter a new state. That excitement will be lost forever. But I know I have come too far to remain in the car. It's time to get out, and as I do, and step into state number 50, I feel a weight lifting from my shoulders. And I feel the thrill of a journey completed, with God willing, many more journeys to come. Still, I wonder if life will ever be the same. Then it hits me there's a solution to my ambivalence. Should I ever feel the least bit let down, I can just decide that airports shouldn't count after all. Well, that was my piece that I wrote after I had completed my journey to all 50 states. This summer, our son and I traveled to the West. I spoke about it in a previous episode and spent time in Nevada and Utah. And that was significant for me because Nevada and Utah had been two of the airport states, two states where I'd only been in the airport. Now I can say there are only two airport states left, Washington and Colorado. In each case, I was outside the terminal stepping on the ground, but only in the airport area. And I know those are two beautiful states that I have to get back to. But it really was an accomplishment this summer to have been in Nevada and Utah, two gorgeous states, especially the area of Utah that we traveled in, and to go back and to reconsider the joy of being in a new state. So in 2010, after I completed my 50th state, I shared with the congregation a prayer. And this was the prayer that I wrote for Erev Rosh Hashanah that year. May we find meaning and inspiration all over the map this year. In tribute to New Hampshire, the granite state, may we be strong as a rock when faced with the difficulties and the tribulations of life. As Bob Dylan wrote, may we have a strong foundation when the winds of changes shift. May we face the world with stubbornness and with determination. In tribute to Pennsylvania, the Keystone State, may we always recognize the important and essential elements of our lives, those elements which hold our lives together and protect them and nurture them. In tribute to Wisconsin, the Badger State, May we finally learn to stop annoying ourselves and others with constant complaining and criticism. We should let old arguments and disappointments go, find ways to offer gentle, constructive criticism when the time is right, and always hold a mirror up before ourselves. We should also give ourselves a break, for badgering ourselves can sometimes be as bad as badgering others. And then in tribute to Tennessee, the volunteer state, may we take the time we save from not badgering ourselves and others and use the time to make the lives of others better. Volunteering our time, volunteering our energy, our resources to make this a better world. 
and everyone needs a break from volunteering, so in tribute to Kentucky, the bluegrass state, let us take pleasure in the music that moves us, whether opera, rock, country, whatever. May we find our lives calmed and sweetened by the melodies and rhythms life presents to us. And if you're not a music lover and the garden is more your style of a place to relax, you can thank New Jersey, the Garden State, for that inspiration. In tribute to Montana, the treasure state, may we always recognize that life is a treasure, a treasure to be cherished and embraced at all times. And in tribute to Oklahoma, the Sooner State, may we stop procrastinating and make these changes now. And finally, in celebration of Alaska, may we never think we've reached the last frontier. For no matter what accomplishments we've achieved, no matter how many goals we've attained, no matter how many long-standing objectives we've crossed off our list, there's always another goal and another dream waiting around the next bend in the road. And with those words, I wish you all a Shana Tova. It has been such a pleasure to share thoughts with you over the past year, and I look forward to more discussions in the year to come. I hope you'll take the time to let me know whether you're enjoying what you're enjoying about the podcast. And I hope that we will have many opportunities to not only speak to each other, speak this way, but also to see each other in person and to learn from each other as the new year comes. With best wishes for peace, happiness, joy, and adventures in the year to come. Shana Tova. And until next time, thank you.